Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives, and I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. Your inside look in the world of combat sports. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion on the radio airwaves. Having defended that title, I'll forget it this better than 32 years. Straight up today, we're talking about the passing of the greatest. That's right. Muhammad Ali passing away this past weekend at the age of 74 years old. Of course, he'll be buried this upcoming Friday in Louisville, Kentucky. It'll be open to the public. Fantastic man. I'll talk about Muhammad Ali in depth today on this show. Of course, hour number two, we're talking MMA. The world of the USC just went upside down as far as the middleweight divisions. There's a new champion. His name is Michael Bisping. They call him the Count. And, of course, I tell you what they call him in in, uh, in England, the U.K. It's not the Count. It's close to it. It doesn't sound like that. It sort of sounds like Runt. But the bottom line is that is his name. He is the new world middleweight champion. That's right. Michael the Count Bisping, the new world 185-pound UFC champion. So lots of things to talk about. Open phone lines coast to coast. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Excuse me, Well, Muhammad Ali, what can I say? Turned pro in 1960, of course, fighting Tony Hunsaker. Tony Hunsaker was a good guy. I talked to him about 1978, 1979. He was a fantastic guy. He told me that Ali was the most gracious man he had ever met in his life. He wasn't the braggadocio guy that people think he is. That was all act. We'll talk about that and more today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. But next up, the godfather of the HBO crew, Larry Merchant on Muhammad Ali, right here on Sports Byline. Hey there, travelers. You going somewhere? Need a hotel? Then call Hotel Wiz anytime, day or night for rates too low to publish. You can save up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe and get our best price guarantee with no booking or cancellation fees ever. We've got some of the lowest hotel prices you'll find in New York, Chicago, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and a lot more. Don't waste your time surfing for deals. Make a free call right now and find deals too low to publish. Save up to 75% right now with no cancellation fees. And to make it even easier on you, we're here 24-7 to help. So call right now. Bookmark us in your cell phone. Whatever you need to do, just pick up the phone and call this number for hotel deals that'll knock your socks off. 800-507-3777-800-507-3777-800-507-3777-800-507-3777. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. 
Attention, if you're in the market for a power scooter to reclaim your freedom, we have great news. Hartway, one of the world's leading manufacturers, has new factory direct power scooters for as little as $39 a month. Now you can stay active and have the freedom that a power scooter can give you. For over 20 years, we've been building the best and most reliable power scooters in the marketplace. And now with our new direct-to-consumer division, we can offer you wholesale prices. Plus, with Hardway Care Service, you are always protected. You will not find a better power scooter for as little as $39 a month anywhere. And with free shipping, if you call today, you can have a new power scooter delivered to your door for free in days. Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. Anchor punch. Anchor. I call it the anchor punch. Someone step and fetch it out Yeah, man. And people couldn't see it. They, it was so fast. Sport Illustrated clocked the. They got a slow motion camera. They clocked the punch, and the punch flew at four one hundredths of a second. You can break a second down to a hundred pieces. Do you know how people win a ski race? They say one in sixteen one hundredths. He won in thirty-two one hundredths of a second. So you can break a second down to a hundred pieces. So you know, that's quick. So four one hundred. They got a machine that goes like real quick, and it counts real quick. You know, real quick. And by the time that thing hit four, that's how quick from the time the punch started to the where it landed, it was four one hundredths of a second, which is an eye blink. Like a camera flash, that's four hundredths of a second. Now, the minute I hit Sonny Listen, all of those people blinked at that moment. That's why they didn't see it. <laughs> I swear. Now, if you watch the film close, you gotta hold your eyes. And keep looking about that. When I say, all right, I'm getting ready to hit him. You can't just, you got to hold your eyes and wait. Now you won't see it, man. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I remember the start. Muhammad Ali, of course, the career breaker, uh, career maker in October of 1960 when he fought Tony Hunsaker. My father was bothering me. I mean, back and forth, he kept talking about this guy, Cassius Clay, coming out of the Olympics and how he was going to be the heavyweight champion of the world and this and that. So, I mean, I went through all of Ali's early days, like, listening to my father talk about him. Okay? And then we got up to about, I guess about to his about 14th or 15th fight. Take it back. I think it was the Archie Moore fight. That was on television. Got to watch that one in 1962, November of 1962. Of course, Moore coming in, like 185 wins and 21 losses. I mean, the former light heavyweight champion, the icon that he was, was probably in his 70s at the time. No, he was an old guy, as what it was, but he went out in four. And the bottom line was, you know, he was starting to to call these, he predict these fights. Moore will fall in four and things like that. And he fought Charlie Powell. I think he was probably the best of the uh, guys coming out of the NFL as far as NFL players turning into boxers were concerned. But he fought Charlie Powell in 1963. And then he went on national television, and he might have lost the decision to Doug Jones. In 1963, and March 13, 1963, a Saturday, in Madison Square Garden, New York City, a lot of people thought he lost that fight. I mean, when I look at the scorecards, uh, I thought Doug Jones may have imposed his will just a little bit more than than Cassius Clay did at that night. Of course, then he went off and fought Henry Cooper in his next fight. No struggle there, not the first time around. But straight up, he fought uh, Henry Cooper after getting up off the deck with that big left hook. And, of course, that secured his, his shot for the heavyweight championship with Sonny Liston, which took place you know, in, in, in October of 1960. Take it back, in February of 1964. What am I thinking? In February of 1964. And then it took a while for the rematch because Ali had a turning operation in between, so they postponed the match. Didn't come back until May of 1965, and that was the anchor punch fight in which Sonny Liston went down in the very first round. Now, a lot of people think that the punch didn't land. I thought the punch landed. Uh, Larry Merchant, who was there, and hopefully we're trying to get him on the line as I speak, but he was he's a guy that's, that's photographed between Ali's legs. If you look at that great, great photograph of Ali standing over Liston, telling him to get up with Jersey Joe Walker, the former world heavyweight champion, the referee in Lewiston, Maine. No, it was just an amazing event. It just, I mean, whoa, a mind blower. 
And then Larry was with his mouth with his mouth open. Now he's on the line. Larry, what were you thinking when the anchor punch landed? Uh, I'm sorry, Pedro. I I missed the question. I've been bombarded here, as you suspect. I suspect, Godfather. We thank you for your time. How's the Godmother Day? Let's talk. Let's start with the important well, thing. She's, she's assisting me here and trying to keep things in order. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, you were there, of course. You're in this time capsule of photos for for the rest of of eternity, with being between Muhammad Ali's legs. That's sort of a weird thing to say, being photographed between Muhammad Ali's legs. Let's think from that context. But it was a stunner, and it's one for the history books. But what were you thinking? Your mouth was like you opened, you like shocked. Well, there had been such anticipation for the rematch with Sonny Liston and Ali from their original fight more than a year before, like 15 months or so. Uh, and building up and building up and building up. And so um, there's always uh, a shock effect when you have the whole thing blow up in a few minutes after all that anticipation. Um, but in this case, um, so that was certainly um, part of the reason that I my mouth was uh, wide open, I I was happen I did happen to be sitting where you could actually see the punch land, um, but it was still a shock. A lot of people were jumping up and yelling "fix" and booing and uh, in their disappointment. Um, the same people who didn't understand that Liston quit in the first fight. Uh, and and didn't believe their lion eyes, uh, and didn't understand at the time how really great Ali was. Uh, I believe that Liston was um, desperate and knew that he couldn't get into a long fight with this young, quick, bold, brave kid, and so he came at very hard at Ali early in the in the first round. And that magnified the effect of a punch that didn't look like it could destroy a fighter who seemed to everyone to be indestructible. Yeah, but Larry, that first round, whether you're a boxer or you're a trainer, that's a, you want to get through that first round. Things happen in the first round that can't happen in any other round. You get caught cold. You weren't ready. Just things happen in that first round that don't happen in other rounds. And, I mean, I always wanted to get my fighters and myself through that first round. They wanted to get listened to their first round. But, obviously, listen came to play. He came to fight. He got struck early. He went down. I didn't think there was all that much controversy to it. My father said, there, there's no controversy to it, son. Don't listen to that. Said, okay, Dad, I'll listen Well, to your you. dad was right, but but still a lot of people, uh, you know, it's hard, it's, it's hard to uh, uh, stop a miss. And it's part of the... Storyline of Ali, the when it's it's called the you know the fantasy punch. Um, um, later, years later, I was doing a uh, an hour documentary special with Mike Tyson for HBO, and it was about knockouts. And somebody had found a frame by frame sequence of the knockout, and when you see it, and you could not actually see this in real time but when you see it in the slowest of slow motion you see the punch landing on the chin you see Liston's head jerking back which according to the ring doctors I've talked to is where the medulla oblongata in the neck causes a knockout a fighter who doesn't see a punch coming he's relaxed he doesn't brace and he gets hit by a punch he doesn't see, which, and he's coming forward full speed. All that was hard to put together at the time against the popular sense that something's wrong here. Sonny, this is not supposed to be happening to Sonny Liston. Uh, Muhammad Ali is more of a showman than a fighter, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't a, until... Years later, with the hindsight of how great he truly was, that people could maybe start to piece it all together. 
You know, when I look at the career of Ali, all the fights, of course, from 1960 to 1981, it ended, of course, with Trevor Burbick and, uh, and the drama in the Bahamas. Anyway, I look back at all the different fights, Larry, and I think the, the best hands I ever saw him with was in 1960s when he took on uh, a guy that had been long-time shot. But, uh, and in, fact, in fact, he was shot actually with a gun. Cleveland Williams, Cleveland Big Cat Williams. I just thought the combinations he threw together that day were probably the best ever as far as heavyweight punches were concerned and that nobody could ever top that. You know what combos I'm talking about, right? Well, yes, and, and, and that changed the minds of the old establishment, which couldn't stand Ali because of his showmanship, because they had never seen or heard anything like this big lightning-fast kid. But that fight, those combinations, uh, they came around and they, and they said, okay, this is a real heavyweight champion. You know, Larry, they, they, he's been dogged in the press for being a draft dodger and all kinds of stuff. But when I went around the world with him, the couple places, few places that we went together in China and then, of course, Antigua and places like that in the Caribbean, I mean, people, the traffic stopped. I mean, when people heard he was in town, Crowds would flock to the hotel. I remember there was one time in Macau we had to sneak out the back door of a hotel. There was like a couple thousand people in front. I mean, he was an icon of icons. I mean, I guess, I, I guess he was like the icon. Well, I don't think there's ever been any athlete quite like him. He transcended not just boxing, but borders and oceans and mountains and continents. And there wasn't a person in the world who didn't know he existed. Uh, no matter how remote the area you lived in, whether it was in the North Pole or some tiny speck of an island in the Pacific Ocean or some desert or, or, or anywhere in the universe. I mean, changing communications helped that, but the fact that he was this big, uh, beautiful um, uh, showman heavyweight champion and outspoken a uh, social activist and uh, constantly in controversies at a time when there was so much change blowing in in the wind. And he became part of that change. And a lot of people resist change. And, of course, his being black and turning from a Christian to a black Muslim and uh criticizing the government and 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 being a conscientious objector about Vietnam uh, was un- those things were unheard of um, the star athletes were were supposed to be like soldiers soldiers and government coins to, uh, token yeah. government exactly Godfather wish the Godmother the best we'll talk soon thank you Pedro the great Larry Merchant on the greatest Muhammad Ali via Sports Byline. They say that actually every time that I enter the ring, in a way, I'm going to war. They say to me daily, you are a prize fighter. What's the difference? And I like to say to those critics of the press and to the others that there is one hell of a lot of difference in fighting in the ring and going to war in Vietnam. Geico presents the Shazam 15, featuring the top 15 Shazam songs in the U.S. for this week. Get out your Shazam app now and check it out. Plus, have fun and interact with Geico. Gecko yourself and share it with friends. Watch your favorite Geico video. Get a quote. Shazam now for the full list and experience more with Geico. The Shazam 15, brought to you by Geico. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Way early this morning, Brad Higdon shared a major spoiler alert from everyone's favorite hit show, Sad Emojis, to express his feelings about the plot twist and a playlist he made to drown out his sorrows? Dude, oversharing alert. Brad, Geico has something worth sharing with those who haven't defriended you. Like how you could save hundreds on your car insurance at Geico.com. So stop moping about the post-apocalyptic world and start saving in the real world. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? 
It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. All the years, everything that's passed between us, it's so hard to believe and so memorable. And now it's time to say to you, Muhammad, God bless you and happy birthday to you. You're 50 years old. I never thought that could happen, not to you, but it has. And you know something? You are exactly who you said you are. You never waver. You are free to be who you want to be. I love you. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He's young. He's handsome. They know it. He's a poet, a prophet, and many people believe he'll be the next heavyweight champion of the world. I saw Sonny Liston a few days ago, Cash. Ain't he ugly? <laughs> he, he's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. When all these past birthdays, January 17th, uh, came and went, I said to myself, you know, another year, he's 74 now. He's been struggling now for many, many years, especially the last couple of years. You know, when I was talking with the Eastern Assassin, of course, the man that, that uh, of course, took over the heavyweight championship after Muhammad Ali left, Larry Holmes. Well, Larry and I talked about about a month and a half ago, he, he had just done a, 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 uh, a promotional event with Ali, and he said Ali wasn't responding. He was sitting backstage. He couldn't come out front, this and that. And so you've heard me over the years, last couple of years, say, you know, Let's just let him die in peace. Let's not bring him out in public, sort of like, you know, that old In Living Color show with the Wayan Brothers when they used to bring Keep Hope Alive. They'd keep Bob Hope out, and they'd roll out some Bob Hope with IV bottles and that kind of good stuff. I just didn't want to see Ali at that, you know, at that stage, at that career, at, at that stage of his life. I mean, because, you know, after the, the boxing career, which, of course, lasted way too long, he retired at the age of 39 years old, of course, that fight in 1981 with Trevor Burbick losing that 10-round decision. Of course, that was the end, no doubt about it. I mean, the one year prior, he lost to the aforementioned Larry Holmes, and it was a brutal, brutal fight as far as Holmes was concerned because Holmes just had target practice all night. Ali, let me tell you about this. Muhammad Ali didn't want to really fight Larry Holmes that night. He didn't really want to rumble with Larry Holmes because he knew he was in no kind of condition. He had this quack doctor. I think his name was Dr. Williams. Okay, They put him on ABC that night, Ted and uh, the Nightline show with uh, with Ted Koppel back in the day. But they put him on TV, and he prescribed Thyrolar to Muhammad Ali. Well, Thyrolar, one of the side effects of Thyrolar is you lose a lot of weight, okay? Uh, but you're supposed to be for a bad thyroid. He had no thyroid issues, okay? But, of course, this guy went around everybody's back. I think he was brought in by 
Herbert Muhammad, of course, the son of the not-so-honorable Elijah Muhammad, who ran the Nation of Islam for so long. Anyway, Herbert Muhammad was Muhammad Ali's manager. And I think they knew they needed to take some weight off Ali to make Ali look presentable for this October 2nd, 1980 bout with Larry Holmes. Muhammad Ali was 38 years old. He hadn't fought in a year and a half. I think he almost two years in. Of course, he had fought and defeated Leon Spinks in that rematch after looking so sloppy and so old in that first fight with Leon Spinks at the age of 35 years old. So you knew that he was, you know, he was done. Stick a fork in him. I mean, the fight with Ken Norton, the fights with Ernie Shavers. Ernie Shavers almost knocked him into another time zone, put him into another zip code. I mean, straight up, the damage he took in these fights was tremendous. No man deserves to take that kind of punishment. But guess what? A lot of times he took more punishment in the gym. And that's where you take a lot of the punishment. People say to me, oh, well, you know, the guy had a really easy career, like Mark Gastineau. Remember him, the former NFL guy? Remember the sack, the sack attack from the New York Jets? He turned pro for a while. Of course, he was punch drunk out of the gate. And I was wondering why after his seventh or eighth fight here, I was trying to interview him for USA Cable or some, some cable affiliate back in the day, 1992, I think. <clears throat> and, and he couldn't talk. He couldn't look at me. He couldn't concentrate. I said, this guy's all punch drunk. He's only had eight fights. He's never been hit. What's going on? Football. CTE. That's right. All this brain damage is happening, folks. And, of course, the damage that Ali took over the years. Now, while his brain was still sharp, in the 90s with me, no doubt about it, we had conversations. He he was able to bring up things and point things out. I mean, he talked about the news. I mean, listen, Ali was well-informed. He was well-versed. It's just that he couldn't talk at the level he was able to talk at in the 60s and the 70s when he was the greatest black orator on the planet, outside of the great Martin Luther King, maybe, and maybe Malcolm X. I mean, those two, three, those three guys were at the upper echelon as far as black orator was concerned. And back in the 1960s, being black and speaking out <clears throat> wasn't too cool. I mean, all that really got you was a lot of FBI surveillance, okay, the CIA, the NSA, all those kind of good stuff. And they hounded Muhammad Ali for years. They dogged him for years. They followed him. They tape-recorded uh, sessions he had in motel rooms and things like that. They almost tried to blackmail him like they blackmailed Martin Luther King. When they sent Martin Luther King's wife, they sent his wife, Coretta Scott King, they sent her a tape with Martin Luther King, an audio tape of Martin having intimate relationships with another woman in a motel room. I kid you not. They almost did the same thing with Ali. They were stalking Ali. They were hating him. J. Edgar Hoover didn't want him to come back and win the heavyweight championship. J. Edgar Hoover was a racist, homophobe, and he was a homophobe. Get this. And the guy was a cross-dresser, a transvestite to boot. But he wanted Ali's ass, and he wanted Ali's ass on a grill. He wanted to put Muhammad Ali in prison. He thought that by being a spokesperson for the Nation of Islam or just being a Muslim, per se, it was taboo. And, of course, now we hear that. Now what? 45, 46, 48 years later, the same you know, pontifications coming from a political leader of the GOP? I mean, come on. Things really haven't changed. They really haven't. The racism Ali talked about and, of course, was the champion against for so many years is still prevalent here in the United States. There's just no doubt about it. But when I heard about his death, I said to myself, hmm, you've got to be relieved to an extent, Pedro. And I said, yes, I am. No more pain. I mean, he was living, in my, in my estimation, he was living for you, for the fans. Because you know what? When people touched Muhammad Ali, I watched this in China. I watched this here in the United States. I watched it at the Hong Kong airport. I mean, in Beijing, in, in the, everywhere he went, if, he, if you touched him, he was the Muslim pope. People just don't realize that. How can you say that, Pedro? Yes, he was. He was, in fact, the Muslim Pope. I mean, everywhere he went, we stopped. Listen, we were in a, a blacked-out van driving through Macau, and word got out we were in Macau. This is before the, the, Steve went and all, opened all those big casinos over there. In fact, the only casino over there was really the Hotel Lisboa and the New Century Hotel, I think, or the, or the Oriental Mandarin Hotel, which we were staying. And the Hotel Lisboa, a little side note there, they took Pedro on a tour of the place, and they took me in the back, and then they pulled back this curtain, and there were all these chicks sitting there wearing bathing suits with numbers on them. And I said to myself, what's going on? And the guy says, this is a brothel, you dummy. Yeah, good old Pedro, former San Francisco policeman, couldn't figure out what was going on right away. No, I was just trying to play dumb. Anyway, back to Ali, the fact that he was the Muslim Pope. When he, the buses would stop, traffic would stop. When people found out he was there, they would, they would, they would come to our hotels. There would people, be people in front of our hotels in the morning, at night, 24 hours a day, people just trying to get a glimpse of him, okay? He was the Muslim Pope. And when he brought the word 
of, uh, of Allah to the world, he didn't push it down your throat. He didn't say to you, you know, like these right-wing zealots, you know, you, it's our way or the highway. He would just say, this is the way I believe, and if you don't care to believe like I do, well, you're entitled to your belief and your opinion. Straight up, that's Muhammad Ali in a nutshell. And when he changed his name from Cassius Marcellus Clay, of course, when he was born in, what, 1941, when he changed his name to Muhammad Ali, it ticked off a lot of people. J. Edgar Hoover, as I said, the aforementioned U.S. government, and they did everything they can to ruin his life. But guess what? In the end, he was the greatest. He did prevail. He beat the government. He went to the Supreme Court and won a decision before the United States Supreme Court. The bottom line is, the greatest, that doesn't begin to describe Muhammad Ali. No way, no how. You're tuned to Sports Byline, live all across America from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. I am the man, Pedro Fernandez, and this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called oil can joint lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone as just a few days. So if you have knee pain, back pain, and you've tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days, or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. The time may have come to say goodbye to Muhammad Ali because very honestly, I don't think he can beat George Foreman. Howard Cosell, you told everybody I don't have a chance. You told them I don't have nothing but a prayer. Well, Chump, all I need is a prayer, because if that prayer reached the right man, not only will George Foreman fall, the mountains will fall. Maybe he can pull off a miracle. But against George Foreman, so young, so strong, so fearless, 
against George Foreman, who does away with his opponents one after another in less than three rounds. It's hard for me to conjure with that. And you're always talking about Muhammad. You're not the same man you were ten years ago. Well, I asked your wife, and she told me you're not the same man you were two years ago. After this fight, I suspect Ali will retire. And through all of the years, my own memories of him will be as a fighter and as the strange and curious and gregarious and engaging and sometimes cruel and sometimes family man that he is. I'm going to let everybody know that that thing you got on your head is a pony and it comes from a tail of a pony. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The great Howard Cosell, ABC, iconic figure as far as broadcasting was concerned, of course, made his, uh, sort of got his staple as far as uh, the world of being a bro- uh, fantastic broadcaster was the fact that he had these great exchanges with Muhammad Ali over the years. But I think the guy that had some of the great, best exchanges with Muhammad Ali was the former, uh, the former assistant to Steve Wynn, when Steve Wynn was owner of the, uh, the Mirage Door. In fact, he still is there in Las Vegas. But Bob Halloran. MB of uh, was the NBC channel down there, I think, in Miami, Florida. He followed Ali all over the place. I remember one time he was following Muhammad Ali down the uh, what is essentially the Miami Strip down there in South Beach. Okay, it's like it's like the Las Vegas Strip, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. People cruising. Okay, so Ali was cruising with a chick named D.D. Sharp, and D.D. Sharp had a record out called Mashed Potato. And guess what? They were playing in the back seat. They had a turntable going in the back seat. A little record player. I kid you not. A record player in the back seat of this Cadillac. He was playing mashed potato, mashed potato. So that was back in the day before CDs, before uh, before any of that good stuff as far as uh, in car um, radio was concerned. But Ali was playing. Had a, actually a turntable going in the back seat. Somebody holding it, and him and D.D. Sharp in the front seat. Of course, Muhammad Ali passing away at the age of seventy-four. And as I said earlier, you know I'm. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm saddened by his passing. There's just no doubt, no doubt about it. But much like my auntie Julie a couple of years ago, although I have a hard time dealing with that, and my mother before her, when people are sick and they're in pain, you know, is it really is it, is is life really worth living at that point in time? I think that everybody, maybe every one of us listening to this show and myself included, are probably going to have to come to a decision like that sometime in your life. You know, I mean, do I want to continue in, in this in this? In this condition, do I want to continue like just being, you know, led around like like a puppet or something like that, or do I want to just waste away? I don't really don't want to waste away. I really don't. I think if I want to go, I want to go. I want to go like Richard Pryor's father. Richard Pryor's father, he died having sex. You can say he sort of came and went at the same time. So if I want to go out, that's it. I made up my mind. I want to go out just like Richard Pryor. Seriously. Anyway, let's talk some boxing results over the weekend. Of course. <clears throat> Uh, the man from Mexico, the man that beat Vasil Lomachenko, the current WBO featherweight champion, of course, the two-time world champion as an amateur, the guy that fought uh, that fought Salido, who was a veteran of, what, what 30 fights now? Take that back, 43-13, 54 fights. Anyway, the bottom line is they fought to a draw last night with Francisco El Vandito of Vargas. They fought to a draw at the StubHub Center in uh, Carson, California. What do you used to call that, the Home Depot Center, something like that? Anyway, the bottom line is Carson, California, after 12 rounds, it was a draw. The score was 114-114 twice, which means even-even, 6-6 six, six in rounds. And one judge had it 115-113 to 113 or 7-5 to five in rounds for Vargas. Bottom line is, Salido's a rough cuff customer, and he takes on Vasil Lomachenko, I think, in the near future. Of course, Lomachenko needs to come back and fight this guy just one more time. But you know what happened the first time? I mean, they sort of tricked him into a fight. They said, yeah, we're going to fight you at 135 pounds. And then the guy comes in like, or 130 pounds, or take it back, at 126 pounds, and the guy comes in like way over 130 pounds. And it's a televised fight, and you're supposed to win this and that, Lomachenko. But Lomachenko and these guys, they got conned. They were conned into this fight because you shouldn't have taken a fight with a guy that was six or seven or eight pounds heavier than you at the weigh-in because come the fight time, 24 to 36 hours later, he's going to weigh and increase maybe six or eight pounds, so he's going to have an incredible size advantage over you. That's just the way it went. And Orlando Salido was able to beat up on on Vasil Lomachenko that night. But I don't think Lomachenko is going to lose if they were to do a rematch. If they fought at 126 pounds, what I mean by 126 is if both guys weighs in at 126 at the same time, I think that will happen. Speaking of Vasil Lomachenko, of course, he's going to roll June the 11th with Rocky Martinez. Of course, Rocky Martinez, pretty good fighter. I've had him on the show in the past with a translator. Of course, Roman Martinez is what they call him, but straight up. 
29 and 2. These guys are battling for the WBO 130 pound title. Of course, they a super featherweight. And this will go down, of course, at the Garden, Madison's Garden, New York City, uh, New York City, New York. But look into these records. As I said, Martinez 29 and 2. You know, Vasil Lomachenko, an amazing athlete. The guy's had but a few fights. I mean, it's crazy. He's only 5 and 1. With three knockouts, I mean, he fought. He fought Salida. What? Wait, wait, I'm looking at his record. I think it was the second or third fight. Uh, yeah, in the second fight, he fought Orlito for the vacant featherweight title. But you know, of course, he never came in at weight. I'm talking about Orlando Salida. That was the mugging that he put on on Vasil Lomachenko. But think about that. In the second fight, he was fighting a guy that was 41 and 12 with two draws and had had over 25 knockouts. Get this with two world championship reigns in his past. So Vasil Lomachenko, he is the real deal. I kid you not, folks. I really think he's one of the special athletes in the world of boxing. Of course, he comes to us from, you know, the former USSR. That's where all the great fighters are coming from these days. You know why too many Americans are, you know, playing around with like uh, Game Boys and all that kind of good stuff, texting back and forth. Back in the day, when John Daniels and I were growing up, I mean, we were we were in the gym. We were doing our thing. We were young men. We were taking off weight. I was looking at pictures the other day, folks, and I don't want to, and I'm not knocking ethnic groups or anything like that, but if you look at some of the, the music videos from like circa 1970, 1972, be it R&B or be it, uh, be, it, uh, be it rock, you look at these videos, you don't see any fat people. You just don't. And you don't see any fat people. So then you switch to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going here. But, you know, when you switch to today's videos, everybody everybody in the house is like, you know, obese. So what happened between now and then? Processed food and high fructose corn syrup. I'm just kidding. Anyway, back to Salido. Salido and Vargas, of course, they ended in a draw. It'll be Salido and Lomachenko eventually. But Salido and Lomachenko will have to wait on Roman Martinez. Will Roman Martinez come to fight? Yeah, but he's not a big puncher. I think that Lomachenko without box him over the 12 rounds. Of course, that's at the Garden. That'll be on cable TV. Speaking of the WBO, <clears throat> they've got some good fights coming up. Of course, Liam Smith, the current WBO 154-pound title holder out of the U.K., he is uh, undefeated. He's taking on a guy. He's got to know these guys with these real easy names like John Smith, Predrag, Razdosevic. Hey, that was pretty good. But the bottom line is, you know, that's probably hard, pretty hard to call that guy's fight. You've got to sit there with his name in front of you, and every time you go to say his name, you've got to read it off because it's just a pain in the butt. And, of course, that same day, Roman Martinez, Rocky Martinez, taking on Vilsil Lomachenko. Tyson Fury, the world heavyweight champion, 25-0, and 0, the giant gypsy. What's he now? Six foot seven, six foot eight, six foot nine. He was kicking uh, uh, Vladimir Klitschko's butt because he was bigger than Klitschko. Klitschko came in at six foot seven, and he's Klitschko. I mean, has been six foot seven his entire life, but he's been fighting guys that were always smaller than him. Never fought a guy that was bigger than him. Once he fought a guy that was bigger than him, he froze. I mean, like Mr. Freeze in the Batman series, man. He just froze. And when he did throw punches, they had a little snap. They didn't throw. They didn't flow. They weren't thrown in combination. Listen, he's too old. He's 39 years old. It's like he's not going to beat Tyson Fury in the rematch. Unless Tyson Fury, you know, got so fat and out of shape in between that he can't get his act together by this July 9th, uh, July 11th date. July 9th, sorry. But I'm telling you, I think that Tyson Fury for the point, for the, for the current, at the current point in time, is the best heavyweight on the planet, maybe with the exception of, we'll talk about it a little, little bit later, is Anthony Joshua. But Vladimir Klitschko, much like Frank Mir in the world of MMA, much like Muhammad Ali when he fought Leon Spinks and Larry Holmes, whether he got in shape or not, he couldn't pull the trigger. It's like a, it's like it's like a gunfighter going to a gunfight and being blind. You can't you you don't know when to pull. So you can pull it on reflex, and guess what? Reflexes aren't what they are uh, at thirty nine like they were at thirty five and thirty six. So I think the end of Vladimir Klitschko, at least you know he'll ride off in the sunset. He had a long run as. WBO champion, I think the longest running WBO champion in history, and of course had not lost in 11 years before losing to Tyson Fury last year. But this rematch, unless he wins this rematch, it's all over. It's all over, I think, for Vladimir Klitschko. And you know, give Klitschko some props because outside of those pictures with him and his brother posing in those semi, I'm uh, going to put this friendly, real friendly looking poses that they put there in the bikinis, outside of them in the Speedos, uh, he's had a pretty good run. I mean, there's no, no controversy. No, no police blotters, nothing like that. And of course, his brother, uh, Vitaly, has reached out now. He's like the mayor of Ukraine or mayor of one of the capitals in Ukraine and things like that. So, I mean, you got to give the Vladimir Klitschko and his brother Vitaly Klitschko props because they fought a long time, the 1996 Olympic gold medalist, now in his 39th year. And guess what? No scandal. And the face only lost one fight in the last 11 years. Give him his props. 
You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Of course, we come to you Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline, 11 a.m. Pacific time Saturday for an hour, in which I come behind both boxing and mixed martial arts. <clears throat> then I come back on Sunday with a two-hour show, an hour of boxing and an hour of MMA and some pro wrestling as well. But in hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, I'm going to bring in the world's greatest promoter. No, I'm not talking about uh, P.T. Barnum. I'm talking about Don King. If Don King wakes up, poor Don, let me tell you about Don. I've been hassling him. He says, brother, you just don't give up, do you? That's what he just told me about five minutes ago. You just don't give up. When I called him during the last commercial break, he says, call me in an hour and see if I'm awake. The poor guy's beat up. I mean, he's been doing this... uh, the Muhammad Ali specials with CNN, with all these TV stations around the world. He's in Las Vegas at his house in Las Vegas. The same phone number he's had since Mike Tyson got out of jail in, like, 1995. Remember, he used to call Mike Tyson on this number. He used to talk to Mike all the time. He used to call me Flash. Back in the day, it was Flash and Mike Tyson and Don King. One big happy trio back in the day, folks. Things have changed, obviously, but me and the Donald... Still friends. No, not Donald Trump. Although Don King's pushing Donald Trump for president. I can't believe this. Guess the ticket he wants to push. He wants to push. He sent me a poster. He sent me a poster this week. And it says uh, Donald Trump for president and Bernie Sanders for vice president. I mean, that's sort of like, like, like putting oil and water and trying to put them together. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But the bottom line is that's what Don's pushing. So maybe we'll talk a little Muhammad Ali and a little politics as well with Don King in hour number two if he wakes up. Straight up. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines, coast to coast, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy price Again, get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. 
If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Well, Mahama, that inimitable style of yours has challenged the descriptive talents of writers and commentators the world over. But a phrase you'll always be remembered by came from an unexpected source. I still say it to this day, champ. He floats like a butterfly and he stings like a bee. He's been in your corner for 14 years and 44 fights floating in from New York, Drew Bundini Brown. And he's sober. (laughs) Drew Bandini, what was what was the moment that inspired that phrase that became so famous that even became a song? Well, because uh, to love God is to love people, and I must love Mohammed because he loves God, and all great fighters had uh, nicknames like the Brown Bomber, Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano, The Rock. Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar, Smoking Joe, Joe Frazier. And he was doing road work, and I was talking to God as I do, not with my mouth, but with my mind. And I was asking God, what was his nickname? And it, the feeling came to me, call him the way it is. Float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. But, but Bandini, you made a mistake, didn't you, when the champion first interviewed you for a, a job in his corner? Yes, I call him a phony because I was with the great Sugar Ray Robinson for seven years and I never heard of anyone in sports or anything predicting anything but God saying when it's going to do the weather or anything like that. And he said that he called around. So I said he was a phony. But then he said to me, he got up off the couch and he looked me dead in the eyes. He said, I work hard and I train and I pray hard. And it has fall, Bodini, and I knew he was human. <laughs> Thank you, Drew Bodini Brown. Thank you. The man in the Muhammad Ali's corner for so long, Drew Bodini Brown, the motivationalist, of course, the guy that was sort of like stuck a needle in Cassius Clay's butt at times throughout his career in order to inspire him. Of course, he, uh, he was noted for his drinking, and I noticed Muhammad Ali mentioned there, and he's sober, and he's sober, but Drew Bodini Brown died in a California apartment in Southern California. Uh, they discovered him like three or four days after he had died, he died of a heart attack. The bottom line is he was part of the team. Him, Angelo Dundee, Rudy Clay. I'm talking about Muhammad Ali's brother, Rudy Clay. Of course, Rahman Ali after the Muslim conversion. But straight up, that crew, that tight-knit, that crew, they were together until the end. There's no doubt about it. And when Muhammad Ali really didn't have a whole lot to fight with, Clay, you know, when he was really at the end, I asked Angelo Dundee, why are you still there? Because I'm afraid that he get hurt. he get more hurt with somebody else than he would with me. I'm trying to protect him as much as I can. And he did until the end. He was there until the end. I'm talking about the great Angelo Dundee. Never has a song been so fitting <clears throat> to end the show, folks. Because with Muhammad Ali leaving, it is very, so very hard to go. No doubt about it. 74 years old, give him his props. You might like him, you might hate him, but guess what? You've got to respect him in the end of the day because he was the greatest. He stood up for us, he stood up for what was right, and he stood up for mankind. 